0: Teeth. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> sticky teeth ones. <laughs> Try knots today. They're the sticky teeth ones.
1: <laughs> Just them all day. Tired of your gummies sliding right down your throat, <laughs> and then you're done. You really
0: want to work on them. Get them stuck in the crevices of your teeth. <laughs> your segment? The one that got away, but <laughs> still might not be gone.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Now we're gonna do episode 1.2 of Losing It with Zach, Maggie, and Cory. The topic is... The One True Love. Full disclosure, might mention names of people, but I'm gonna use alternate names than their actual names, because that just seems fair.
0: Yeah, we can dub over if you make a
1: But, no. I'll start it off by saying I'm currently Uh, on day two after the end of a serious relationship, which definitely makes you consider a lot of things in a very interesting light because I wouldn't say that I saw it coming necessarily. And I'll preface this by saying it was a decision to end it that was made together. So there's no bad guy here in this situation absolutely sucks There's no way around that part So with that kind of oh, how this sucks my heart hurts thing you start looking at the situation and All of the things surrounding it in a very interesting light so I chose the topic because I'm thinking of um, This concept that you only get one true love in life Heard a couple times from people. (laughs) Usually they're really sad people. Or they're people that just found their one true love and then that worked. Uh, But that happens. And I kind of wanted to talk about the topic and break it open a little bit. Because I'm not sure I believe you get one true love and then, you know, one then done. Mm.
0: Because
1: I don't... But admittedly, I'm not a person that believes that fate dictates all aspects of life. Or, Or that idea that Everything is written already, and that's your life. Mm -hmm. I think there's too much um, And this will tie right into the title And then we can discuss it, but I I think there's too much that happens purely by choice Mm -hmm. Everything not everything can't (coughs) even say that everything doesn't happen by our choice But everything happens by somebody making a choice and it's that trickle effect of you made this choice that caused a a reaction uh, that led this person to make this choice and so on down the line until it reached us. So, because, you know, that's life. Everyone's going around making choices all day long. And so are we. Even if our choice is just to walk on the left side of the street or the right side of the street or how, you know, how I react to somebody saying something rude to me at the checkout. You know, back before COVID when you went to the checkout. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think the one true love is kind of this romanticized title from novels and movies and TV shows that um, I think I think the purpose behind it is to at least when it started was to kind of give people hope that yeah there's a there's a love for you there's mm-hmm. a one true love for you because I mean I've been in that situation where it's like Maybe you've tried relationships a couple times and it just didn't end well or you just didn't have a real genuine connection and then you, you know, you stop and you're just lonely and you're trying to live with yourself, which is a whole other topic. But I think the choice is when you choose to love someone. It always starts there. You meet someone, you have a connection. Let's say you went on a few dates wanted to keep seeing each other, and then mm. that connection just kind of, they call it that spark, right? It just kind of blows, and you it blows up, and it catches fire, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to make the choice to continue seeing you. Okay. I think it starts there, and then the love develops along the way, but, and I can't say this across the board, this is just, obviously, how I'm viewing it and how it works in my brain when I'm falling in love, as they say with people. I don't like to just fall in love because there's so much that there's there's so much that could go wrong. There's always that chance of things going wrong. But Mm -hmm. when you're just kind of swept off your feet and you just slide down the slide into love there's so much that you're not considering along the way. Mm -hmm. So for me as with most decisions I, I try to think about before I make the choice I'm the same way with love where it starts out in that early stage and there's a kind of a connection there and maybe, you know, I make the choice to keep seeing that person and then there's that spark and then I make the choice to keep spending time with them and then it, maybe it starts growing into like a flame. Well, once we're a little bit past that, I kind of, that's when I start asking like the heavy questions of, well, do I want to spend, you know, a long time to the rest of my life with this person? Is that something that I think would work out and again you know i'm saying it's a choice and there's always that 50 50 chance that it might not pan out correctly but at each step of the way i'm reevaluating it and making that choice again of yeah you know if i'm saying i'm in love with this person if it feels like love if i know that i love this person i i'm gonna make that choice to keep loving that person at least that's how i view it okay Um, so the one true love idea, I don't know that it's, I guess, sitting here kind of at the bottom of the pool of the relationship and all the water just got pulled out. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to climb out of the pool necessarily because I can't quite reach the ladder because the water's out. Mm -hmm. It's one of those pools that doesn't have stairs. It's just a dome pool. Yeah. Hm. pool. Yeah. The ones they, they use in like skate skateboard video games. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm at the bottom of the pool and I'm just kind of thinking, wow, the water just got sucked out of the pool. I don't know how to get out of the pool. And I know I'll climb out at some point. I'm not trying to stay here. I, I'm actually walking around the pool right now, trying to figure out, okay, so what direction is the exit? Because I don't remember, because I've been mm-hmm. swimming in this pool and it felt great for a long time. Say I'll,
2: pool one more time.
1: Pool. <laughs> the pool. And you know, what did you say? Pool. <laughs> <laughs> because pool, pull, and pull, is all the okay. same word.
0: just incorrect. <laughs>
1: it's just the same word. Point made. I got it. <laughs> Message received. <laughs> I suppose the point I'm getting at is I'll have to choose again to enter into a situation where there's love, or I'm allowing myself okay. to, you know, even let there be a spark with
0: someone that could grow into a flame of love.
1: Is that making sense?
0: Yeah. You keep saying one true love, though. I'm trying. I've got, I've got thoughts on that. <laughs> Let's hear. What them. are your thoughts? I think <laughs> that the notion of a one true love. This is maybe a little bit. feel like it's a realistic, it's a realistic interpretation of, of the human experience. I think people preach this idea of the one true love in order to convince themselves and the person that they're with that what they have is so special and there's nothing else like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that regardless of who you're with, you, you do have to make a conscious choice every time things get difficult to stay with that person there's no like one true love and then it's all over like Hmm. that's just silly that being said though I think there is a case to be made that your one true love should just be yourself okay because in order for you to allow other people into your life and like be able to give and get from those people you kind of have to give a shit about yourself um Because otherwise you're just going to be, like, looking to replace elements of yourself in other people.
2: And then you're going to lose yourself.
0: Well, that, or you're just going to end up, like, screwing them over and taking advantage of them. And, like, that's not good for anybody. Right. Um, So to a certain extent, like, if you take care of yourself and, like, you're in a good spot, then that allows you to let other people into your life and to also care about them. And as long as you keep maintaining, you know, that self care and like addressing issues within yourself, then I think it's easier to maintain a relationship. So maybe it's easier to have that one true love experience because like there aren't as many there aren't as many conflicts that come up, perhaps.
2: Yeah, I feel like we also need to give some context here because we know each other and the situations we've been in. But you just freshly got out of a relationship. Yeah. I was in a relationship for four years that I kind of experienced many angles of breaking up and trying to rebuild what was lost as far as like trust Mm -hmm. and respect goes. Huge
1: topics there. Yeah,
2: and then realizing that...
1: Huge talking points
2: that like even when That we went through the process of trying to rebuild that What was the result afterwards still wasn't something that at least I was happy in So I ended up leaving that relationship also Zach you were just in a relationship For like six years. Yeah,
0: and I do see what you're saying giving context there like of course my perspective is You're making this conscious choice to stay with the person Because I was making a conscious choice to stay with somebody, even though it was like causing me to not really work on myself in the ways that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, Which entirely tints my perspective on love. Um,
2: Yeah, well, and we're also in a relationship where things are very different than the last relationships that we were in. Sure. So that also gives some context.
0: Does it? (laughs) Or did you just want to brag? No, I didn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) To this podcast, then they need to know like the context of sure. our lives. We
0: got to yeah, do yeah. I don't think there's a one true love. That's what I'll sum it up there. I don't think there is such a thing as a one true love. I think it's a notion that is designed to help convince yourself and the person you're with right. that what you have is so special you could never find us. Right.
1: And I'm not suggesting that. I'm. I'm not saying I think there's a one true love. Okay. I, it's not why I chose the topic. I chose the topic because I think it hits on that huge entertainment idea Mm. of love that we see all the time and that's why uh, I guess with greater context from my situation um, the relationship ended on Saturday but before that we took a week separated um, for her to really think things through which is kind of where she had a lot of breakthroughs and a lot of revelations about herself of what you're saying where being in the relationship was holding her back from working on herself Mm -hmm. Mm. and i I, to touch on the one true love idea i remember for the whole week not really knowing how it was going to pan out um because also to the greater context i really didn't want it to end Mm. i wanted to keep working on things you know um but i just remember several nights turning on the TV and what am I going to watch to distract myself and everything I came across was either A, about someone and their one true love and how happy they are, which of course is hitting me really (laughs) sore as I'm on the eve of getting broken up with Uh, or ending the relationship And then you know the other one was people getting in fights, people in relationships Mm. getting in fights with their one Mm -hmm. true love.
2: Well, Corey, didn't you learn from those entertaining things that you just run after the
1: woman, you just run through the airport, you show show up at work? That's what they say. Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of all pervasive, right? But the idea is, you're not—it's the Jerry Maguire. You complete me. Oh, mm, that's yeah. The Mm. idea is without it and this is riddled throughout entertainment as long as i've been alive mm-hmm. and even looking back further it's you're not complete without that other person which i think is touching on what
0: you're saying yeah,
1: about I
0: think that's bullshit
1: yes <laughs>
0: but well, i think relationships in general will be healthier for everybody if they were focused on themselves
2: if you're complete and then you come into it together and then you add something to each other's lives yeah. at least that's the way which i
0: do I, it. I don't think that's right. Really, i think that's a very common that people say on, on their Instagram posts.
2: Yeah, but. but I think I think kind of up until recently our society yeah. had trouble seeing it that way.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's impacted at all by like women's rights movements? Like maybe. The I idea can't say. That, like I don't know. The idea that like a woman can accomplish way more things than just being a homemaker. I'm not gonna I feel <laughs> like I'm maybe grasp my straws here, but like. I think it's a relatively new concept that you can be a complete person outside of a relationship, at least in entertainment and, and what we get in the media. Um, which there's probably a lot of reasons for that. You, you could make the argument that biologically the entire purpose of life is to reproduce, but I think humanity's kind of escaped that part of existentialism. Sure. Um, if we can wonder about what we're supposed to be doing every day. Sure. What am I do with my life? Yeah. Right. Then we (laughs) we have more things to fulfill our life than well just finding a relationship. But even and I guess
1: this is kind of hitting on a big thought I've been having through this whole falling away from each other process that I've been in that led ultimately to the separation and ending of the relationship, which is when I think of my purpose, a huge part of getting me through a really dark time with my mental health and um, basically trying to keep myself out of the mental hospital I had to invent a purpose for myself over the last several years and, and I didn't really invent a purpose I just kind of I harnessed one aspect of me as a human being and I made it my daily goal to focus on and that was just to love people mm. And it meant different things to me at different stages of, you know, those last few years. And it means something different to me now. But I really, through a lot of pain and suffering, uh, you know, w- w- realizing that a lot of what I was dealing with with my kind of mental health was stemming from past trauma that kind of just decided to spring up out on a whim. Um Remind me of it self. Um, the satisfaction I got, the escape I got, was from caring about other people, from loving on other people, um, and it kind of it doesn't get the emptiness completely away because there's something else you have to learn, I think, to really. You have to find yourself to really kind of fulfill, have that sense of fulfillment that does away with that yeah. existential... Not only find yourself, but what you're saying emptiness.
0: here... You said it a second ago, like, in in throwing yourself into loving and caring about other people, that was your escape, right? Like It started that
1: way, and that's what I'm getting to. It started as an escape, but through it, when you're learning more about loving people, you're seeing yourself in these people. I see. And that's, for me, for my journey, that's been... The revelation of seeing myself in someone that I'm caring for or giving love to or even just saying nice things to on the street or in an interaction at my job Mm -hmm. uh, or a new friendship that I make and kind of encouraging someone through a difficult time. It helps me see me in my dark times that are either similar or sometimes not at all similar and to realize It's even as silly as this moment where you're giving advice to somebody or you're giving encouragement to somebody and pointing out their strong suits and pointing out uh, the positive aspects of their lives and them as a person in the sense of you're going to get through this, you know, you're going to do this, you're going to tackle it, you're going to beat it. And then you go home and you you think about it and you're like, man, I wish somebody would tell me that. (laughs) And then you look at yourself and you. At least for me, I, you know, I look at myself and I'm thinking, yeah, I, I am all those things. I think that was the breakthrough moment of, yeah, I am strong. I am capable. I am a person, you know. I am a person. Because I had tried the relationship to at different times before to kind of fill the hole and it ended up just making it worse. Because, of course, when the whole thing crashes and then you break up. I am still haven't dealt with the actual issue
0: mm-hmm. of
1: me- my mental illness and, you know, my cycling. But I, I guess I'm reflecting on that because now I've come to this sense of purpose in giving people love. So even in this relationship that's now over, I, all I wanted out of it was to love this person. And there were absolutely, because we're human, there were absolutely these points where I didn't do that. Mm. I focused on me in a negative, selfish way, which I think that's, again, all part of the journey because life has its ups and downs and we react to them differently. And I think the process of loving someone has to, obviously, as you're saying, it has to start with seeing yourself in them. And you have to start before you can even. I don't think it's that you have to love yourself to love somebody first. I think that you have to be willing to see the things you're seeing in them in yourself. You have to break down that idea that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you know, you're just all these negative things, and you have to share the experience of the person that you're saying those kind things to, that you're giving that encouragement to and that you're giving that love and care to and that affection. At least for me, that was the moment, that was the breakthrough moment in this relationship when I look back on it, was I learned to love myself through loving this person. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, the one true love, I don't know. I don't think there is a one true love. I think they're all the ones who love. I don't know. But it is, I will say, it is hard for me right
0: now. I think the big secret is that we're we're constantly being told that there is a one true love and somebody else. But like in actuality, if you can love and accept yourself, then everything else will kind of fall into place. Fall into place. Because if you're if you're loving and accepting yourself, Maybe that's just part A, and part B is learning to see, like, that every human is just a different version of you. Like, Hmm. everybody's trying to be happy in whatever way they know how. Right. So loving and accepting yourself and the fact that you're on a journey trying to figure out how to to be happy.
2: And that person is doing it alongside you. that person's
0: doing the same thing. Right. So whatever they do, if it, you know, if it gets on your nerves or wrongs you in some way, like, you can at least understand that their intention is not, probably not to do that to you. Um,
2: Yeah, I mean, unless you're in some situation where there's manipulation and abuse and all that involved, then, like,
0: that's a whole other
2: thing. But yeah, I think if it's two people that love and care about each other, and it's just, like, that nitpicky thing that's bugging you,
1: they're probably... Well, and even what you said, though, about... If you come to that realization and accept that fact, it falls into place. That, again, goes completely in the face of that entertainment perspective of finding the one true love. Mm. Inferring this action that you go out with your binoculars and a jellyfishing net... And you're trying to like spot them, and then you run up and you catch them. You got the one through love. They escaped through the net. Oh, the one that got away.
0: I, you know, I, am trying
1: to okay. challenge. I,
0: either it'll fall into place or it won't. But the, I'm the trying okay. is that like it doesn't matter if you can accept yourself. Like if you accept yourself, then it doesn't matter if somebody comes along or somebody doesn't come along because okay, you're already complete as you are. Yeah. I think the
1: only, I think the only thing that I can view as negative that comes out of that, and, and I'm not saying it's, an, it's all negative, what I'm about to talk about, because there is a positive reason for it, and that's kind of what I've been thinking about all day, this certain thing, is the, the way it hurts at the end. Because, mm. you know, where I'm at with this, my choice at the end was to let this person go So that they could work on themselves. It's not really my choice. They were going regardless. But I had the choice of letting them go or not. Which equals either a lot of hurt or a lot of hurt. (laughs) Like there's no good way about that if you're trying to save yourself pain. But the good way about it was I love this person. And the way that I'm going to care about them and love them is walking away
0: mm.
1: and letting them walk away and with a lot of that w- with that comes this like huge aching feeling and I, I think that's always going to happen even if you are not looking for that completion in the person as you're saying and just it comes and it goes I forget how you said it exactly a second ago but no it, you know, nothing gold can stay. And I guess that, that's the thought I've been wrestling with with this hurt is <laughs> right now, I can't picture myself with anybody else. And that's the hard part because mm. people want to give you advice, people that care about you, they want to say you know, this is just preparing you for later,
0: mm-hmm. for the person
1: you're supposed to be with, your one true love, all those things. Entirely. Mm-hmm. But I'm not done. <sighs> they say they say those things out of a good place, but the idea, this concept that I I don't know if these people are wise people that say it because I don't know them personally I just know the people that quote it but and they have good intentions it's this I was talking to you about it earlier it's this huge paraphrase here about when you have that hurt like I'm experiencing with this it completely stomps your heart and there's all these cracks and then with time still hurts like a bitch, but the cracks start filling with gold, and then you become not calloused, uh, but kind and compassionate. More kind and more compassionate because you've suffered this hurt and this ache and this loss. And that, in turn, makes you, I, I don't know if the word's healthier, but it makes you a more, a more kind and compassionate person. That's something I've knowledge. talked about
0: in Buddhism a lot. That right. Like, we all suffer and you can take solace in your suffering knowing that like you can relate to other people and you can help help them in their experience. Um, right, mm-hmm.
1: which goes back to what I'm saying about me feeling like my sense of purpose is to love and, and to learn how to love more. It's not a love better, it's to learn how to love more. It, and, you know, the thought that I have immediately after this thing pulls apart was when I, it wasn't the first thought. I had a lot of thoughts. <laughs> One of the thoughts in the middle of the night was do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to do this again? This I will say this is the first time I've had this much um, love and like I've never been so sure about a relationship as this maybe it's my first real true love that I've experienced with another human being and that's why but I think that's also obviously what makes it so hard is letting this person go where you've you've reached this point where you have this kind of really deep love, care and compassion for this person so To love more, I think, to me, means, hopefully, out of this awfully painful, hurtful situation, I don't hold back with the next instance, whether it's a relationship that's romantic or a friendship or someone that I come in contact with Mm -hmm. for a finite amount of time. Like, even, and, and perhaps... I mean speak to this if you have any insight perhaps that's the whole that's the whole point of the experience as it pertains to the metaphor I gave that I was paraphrasing is the reason you keep doing it is because you're becoming more kind and compassionate every time and my midnight thought to challenge that would be yeah but this hurts worse every time sure. so at yeah. what point do I keep doing this and then there's like no heart left
0: cuz I um, shattered it all over it, or I'm is not that even, leaning into the metaphor too much I don't think there's ever going to be no heart left because you're a kind and compassionate person. I've been having this thought while you've been talking.
1: I have a lot, too. You have a lot, too? <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, is this a situation where we're just waiting for our <laughs> time? No, Maybe. it is your turn to talk. <coughs> I'm
1: obs- <I laughs> mean I'm is, listening, but I'm also holding on to these. Yeah, yeah no, that's the he point thinks. I wanted to say about the one true love, and, and that's where I'm at with it, with a more, uh, I yeah. think a more. If, if we
0: reject the notion that there's a one true love, that there's one person you're supposed to spend the rest of <laughs> your with. Right. Is it possible that, um, is it possible that love can come and go and there can be somebody who you're not supposed to be with, but somebody that you're with for some time and then it's not what you need anymore or, you know, things are starting to get sour. Yeah. Can we, can we maybe posit that it's okay to think about love in such a way that like, to everything, there is a season, I guess. Like, at this stage in your life, this is the person that was good for you, but next stage of your life, maybe not so. Uh, that, that might just be me projecting, because I think in my previous relationship, there were, like, multiple years where it was a good relationship, and I think we both grew a lot together, but there was a there was a tipping point at which, like, it wasn't good for us. Like, we weren't growing right. in the same ways. You're stagnant. Um... I think that's pretty common, and I think that's something (laughs) that societally we reject, right? Because we have this idea that like, this is the person that you found them, and you're gonna stay with them. Right. You're gonna put a little ring on their finger, and till death do you part.
1: But I think there's two factors to what you're saying, and one is what you're describing, you found this person, you're gonna put a little ring on their heart and lock them down. Often that happens when we're young. As Mm. I see it, at least in my experience, I knew a lot of friends that got married really young and that was always what was encouraged because it was like this race to find that person and then marry them because you love them. Mm -hmm. But I'm not rejecting the notion that you're posing here that perhaps there's different loves that come and go. But I, and this is from my experience, I'm 30 now, throughout my 20s of trying different relationships with people as it came and went. It just gets tiresome. It gets more difficult because I'm more set in who I am now. Mm -hmm. So it's not, I don't need people to come and go. I don't want people to come and go. Okay. And yeah, they may come and go like I just experienced, but, but then you get – I think you see these people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Uh, the hope is to find that person you can have a partnership with mm. practically and emotionally mm. because – and it's not necessarily to have a death grip on somebody because now you're older, you're wiser than you were when you were 20 thinking you needed to race to find this person to put the ring on their heart lock. Maybe And At least for me. I think now it's more, no, I, I want to share life with someone. I want to share these experiences with someone that I'm also compatible with and, you know, that I like to
0: spend time with. I've got two questions for you one of them I mean it's two sides of the same question really if you were to view this past relationship and hypothetically if you're putting yourself back in the shoes of Corey in that relationship um, if you weren't thinking down the line if you weren't thinking I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person the two questions would be would it have been as meaningful of an experience being with that person and the other one would be would it be as painful right now as it is I'll answer
1: the second one first. I absolutely think it would be as painful as it is now, because while I had the goals down the line and the dream of sharing the rest of life with this person, I was in the moment in this relationship in that, you know, I talk about those choices I made along the way, after every single time i made that choice to continue on and you know sometimes it's a sometimes it's that choice in the summer and then i don't think about it again until the fall and i make another choice sometimes it's like a weekly choice and that doesn't necessarily mean it's because i'm getting cold feet or i'm feeling bad about something that just means you know i'm contemplating it and i'm thinking no i'm choosing this again because You know, sometimes it's like a double choice, I guess. You're like, no, I I really choose this today. Yeah. Or on the hard days, no, I'm not choosing this because it's really happy right now. I'm choosing this because I care about it and this is the part I have to get through. So throughout all those times, there was still that in-the-moment connection and relationship where at that time, you know, we were – daily spending time with each other and learning about each other and learning new things together and Opening our hearts to each other more and more and more and I think that's the part To try and answer both the questions at the same time. That's the part that Makes it worth it to look down the line Okay, because you're looking to that as something that's going to grow and become more open and intimate and you know, a deeper look inside of each other's hearts, a deeper touch into each other. And so if I hadn't been looking down the line, that still would have been happening, and it still would have hurt. Mm-hmm. But I also think that that's the motivation for wanting to have, for me, for wanting to have that partner for the rest of it, this walk on this rock. Because it's, you know, I I want to be opening our hearts to each other and, you know, when that happens, your compassion kind of becomes one in a lot of ways because you know each other so intimately and so well that that love that you have, you you know, that impacts the way you are sharing your love with all of those other people you're coming in contact with to go back to me saying the purpose is to love more. So through that relationship, through that, that process of, Becoming more one in your heart with this person, um, you're not necessarily dependent on that person to love, but your compassion is deepened. And because um, again, with the partnership, that come a lot that comes with that is the support of one another, and that helps you to be more yourself, more recharged, more caring, and more. Um, you know selfless in a lot of ways I think I don't know that's what I want out of a relationship and love and I don't think you can get that the same way out of one person after the other after the other I'm not saying there's no merit to that because I've gleaned a lot from having those multiple relationship experiences but it never got quite to what this one did so I think I only really got a glimpse uh, at what I've seen in other relationships where the time and the Continual choice to be with each other and become more intimate with one another, just strengthen that love and strengthen those individuals. I didn't mean to go off on a little tangent there to answer two questions, but what were your thoughts?
2: I had thoughts. I I feel like they've shifted. That's okay. I feel like there's so many different topics that could come out of this one topic.
1: That's the point. There's so many
2: thoughts that I've had. We're like to where you're at right now a lot because my last relationship I feel like in the beginning which like there was so much naivety and there was just there was a lot but in the beginning I just had this mindset like this was it like I was throwing myself into it and this was it and this was the person and that, one, caused me to overlook a lot of things that then caused me a lot of pain later. But also, just like, I, I was, God, it was four years ago, so I was like 20. Um,
1: Math. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs>
2: I have so many thoughts that they're just all mashing together so I was really naive and like it was I think it was the one like first big relationship for me where I was like fully in love with this person there was a lot of feeling I also think that I confused love with lust a little it was like the relationship that I learned the most the in. crash course yeah Like the crash course of everything because there were so many different breakups. There were so many different things that happened. I was cheated on. I was emotionally abused. Like there was a lot. And then like even after that, I kind of stuck through it with that person on and off. And then like after breaking up and getting back together so many times, learned like so many different things about myself, also learned so many different things about him. And like uh, the crash course is the perfect way to put it. And it would be really easy for me on the other side of that to like hold on to that trauma. I think it's kind of a unique situation because we got to a point where we got back together and then tried to pursue something that was healthier and Then came to realize that even healthy for us still wasn't healthy and even like In that healthy point, like, the whole point of me going through it over and over again was because I saw all this potential, and I, like, I really wanted to get to that point where, like, I experienced that that potential that I saw. And I got there, and then I realized that it wasn't what I wanted. After all of that, I was—there was no passion. Like, I wasn't in it fully. And I was just trying to look for all these different ways to— keep it together, like, to find passion in, like, other ways, and it's just, like, a messy crash course of a situation, and now, after that, I feel like, like, one, I have trouble investing in the new thing out of, like, fear, because I experienced so much pain throughout that entire process. So, like, there's always going to be that little bit of fear that holds me back from investing entirely, but not even just from the pain, just from also, like, how much I lost myself in it. Because it got to a point in the middle of it all happening where we were broken up, and I didn't even know who I was anymore. Like, I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, who the fuck are you? Where did you come from? And I, from there, kind of had to start rebuilding. And then... Even now in a relationship that I feel really healthy in and I feel like I know who I am in it And now I'm just coming together with this other person and we're kind of just like Adjacently living (laughs) Um, While also like still being like a partnership. I don't know a a Healthy relationship person Um,
1: She's looking at Zach (laughs)
0: <laughs> I like the carrots. Carrots. The, carrots and peas. The, the chewy carrot gummies.
2: <laughs> mm. um, I feel like even having something that's healthy, like it's hard to still not have that fear of it ending. And... I don't know, that, like I see where you're coming from with saying that there's like different seasons for different people kind of thing. Um, like, I also kind of see it that, I don't know, I don't know where, where I kind of stand on relationships now because I understand the seasons but I think that, like,
0: just to clarify, I'm not saying, like, every season literally you break up with somebody. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm just saying <laughs> different seasons of your life. Like, different phases of your life.
0: I'm, I'm definitely projecting from my experience because yeah. I feel like it's very easy to get wrapped up in this relationship, and you want to make it work. Right. right. But where does It'll that... It'll be fine if I just make it work. But... But I think it's, that's a dangerous mentality, or it can be a dangerous mentality if you go too far with it. Yeah. Where does the motivation come from to make it work? And, um, and I think it, it comes from a genuine place where you love that person, and you you know that you both have been happy in this before, so... You'll chop a limb off if it means that, like, you can go back to the way it was. But that's just not going to happen.
2: I think it's also a matter of just, like, you have to... Like, in that situation that I was in prior, I, I had to see it through. Like, I wasn't going to give up. It didn't matter how much was thrown at me. Yeah. How much toxicity was thrown at me. Like, I wasn't going to give up on it until I saw it all the way through, and then we had reached a point where we had seen it all the way through and there was nothing more to glean from it. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah.
0: If, if we had this different perspective on relationships of, okay, this isn't working right now. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that it won't work again someday, or... Yeah, like, see it through. But, like, this isn't healthy for me right now. Yeah. And... Even if it's healthy for you, it's probably not healthy for you if it's not healthy for me. Yeah. Right? Like, there's that
1: imbalance that does affect you even if you don't see it.
2: Yeah. Like, there has to be that point where you're like, okay, we've, like I keep saying, seen it through. And there's still, like, this still isn't good. Like, someone's still not okay
1: in this situation. So, let me ask you both this then. Because I'm hearing... I've had this thought hearing both of you spew out your statements here on the record. Um, Spew, spew, spew. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think there are different types of partnerships?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, sure, but I mean romantically. Are there different types of life partnerships?
0: I mean, my initial answer is yes, but I'm not not sure that I fully understand your question. (laughs) What I'm
1: hearing you say is... The seasons of love throughout your life serve various purposes.
0: Mm -hmm. Copyright issues. Don't do that (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) We're not making money off this. Let's be real. Um, No, those different seasons of your life where you have different loves. Because I can relate to what you're saying with that crash, crash course relationship because uh-huh. I had that for six years yeah. when I was 18 is when it started and yeah. then in my early mid-20s it blew up in my face but that was my crash course experience where I was the, the young guy who really was in love but I was also the young guy who made a lot of mistakes because uh-huh. I had no idea how to relate to this person After a certain point because I had no life experience. I, you know, it was the only relationship I'd ever really touched Mm -hmm. and then You know when that blew up I I looked back and so I ended up seeing all those mistakes. It was the catalyst to a lot of life changes, Mm -hmm. but Then, you know, I had a few relationships after that (laughs) one I one I Was on and off for every three months and then three months later got back I blame it on the prescription drugs I was prescribed because I was not thinking clearly on the drugs and then when I changed to drugs (laughs) I was thinking differently, so I got back but it was an on and off again (laughs) thing, but like what that experience brought to my life uh, I really learned what it looked like when I really really hurt somebody Mm. and I saw that firsthand, you know uh, months after When I looked back and I realized, wow, I really just drug this person through the ringer. That sucks. Yeah. So that love was a season of my life that taught me something else. And I guess what I'm saying is perhaps these different, and maybe I hate that I'm kind of cluing in on what those people that give me an unwanted advice are saying by this prepares you for what you're meant to have (laughs) But really that what's happening is you're learning from all these experiences of different types of love where you know that one it wasn't right for both of us. Yeah, and you know Yeah, I was an idiot, but I was also really young. I didn't know anything So that crash course experience taught me a lot looking back in the time I was death grip holding on for six years, because you know I was young and emo boy full of passion, and I I want to marry this person and I want to be with this person forever. Mm. Totally buying into that mentality we're talking about that Just the, you found him, you've
0: it's got such it. a funny premise that like an eighteen year old or a nineteen year old is using the word forever. Right, <laughs> we have no concept. Yeah. Even at twenty five, like so much has changed right. in the past five years. And at like, thirty, like yeah, the first thing
1: I've done day after my birthday uh, on turning 30 was look back and think okay what do I take forward from the last 20 years and one of the main things as we're talking about is looking back on all the relationships and what do I take from these Mm -hmm. and roll into myself to be a better person but I don't know I think that goes back to what I was saying about the older I get the less I want to deal with this the less Mm -hmm. I want to do this again because it hurts more Because I think I'm more mature in uh, the things I've gleaned from these experiences and, you know, how they've shaped me as a person. I've matured over time in that I started off as this soft little malleable thing and now it's like, no, there's a definite shape when I see myself, um, metaphorically speaking. So the goal for me, not necessarily the goal, the hope, I'll stop in a second. Sorry. The hope for me is that through all of those loves that have come and gone, I get to a place where I can, I can, hopefully have that one that evolves into what I I really believe you can achieve with two people that you can't on, as one person, and that's that shared heart experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I think like going back to the seasons thing too. It's easy to say, like like hear you say that and think that. That means Like what's the point of getting married or like, like what's the point of like mate? a long-term right. thing? But I think no, that yeah. even that yeah. well, that's what I'm, okay, I'm okay. giving context. Yeah. I think even that Can be considered a season like I think even if you're with someone and you commit to that person and it's like 20 years that you're together. I think even that could be a season and then you get to a point where like I don't know it's something has shifted you've become you've been together for 20 years and you're now two completely different people mm. and maybe life looks a little bit differently and you want to pursue whatever that looks like now and maybe that doesn't include the other person I don't know like I think that even like marriage
0: could be considered a season no I agree with that I have a spicy thought here Spit it spicy out. Spicy thought. It's very spicy. <laughs> okay. I know you said we can't. There's nothing to link the two segments that we talked about today. Mm-hmm. One point, Episode 1.1 v. 1.2. But I now think we can we we draw can. a parallel. <laughs> I think we can draw a, a huge parallel here where there, there are I, people who think you should have one job your whole life.
1: What am I mm-hmm. doing with my life? And
0: sure. there are people who jump around between different jobs and, and figure out what they do want. Mm-hmm. And in the same sense. And in the same sense, I think you're going <laughs> to <that> to relationships. <laughs>
1: Sure, but I but I'm gonna sit on my little beanbag seat here (laughs) on the thought that I I On the hope that you know I guess I'll I'll put it this way with what I want and right now This is what I think I want because Mm -hmm. I've thought about this and even in light of this breakup and this experience I really feel more that this is what I want because I touched a piece of it in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I want to... And I'm, and I'm not saying find my identity in another person because I think it could easily... That can easily happen with people. That could where be a codependent situation. You get so deep in, even if it started good, and, and that's what it becomes, is you can't live without that other person. But the kind of love I'm talking about really is the kind I see... Uh, you hear about those people that they die of broken hearts disease where they've been together for 60 years and then their spouse or their lover dies and they just can't take it so they die next i don't know that that is the codependency because i see some of those people and they're complete people separately mm-hmm. they have their own passions dreams and lives and they don't Really require or depend on the other person to kind of mm-hmm. maintain those passions and reach those goals and you know utilize that drive to have the the things they want and get the most out of life. I, but I think what they do have with that other person is what I was saying, and this is what I want on my little beanbag chair here that I really have as my dream is that person that you share all those experiences with. That context and that history does a lot for mm-hmm. that you know, the long-term commitment, and it, 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 gives, hmm. um, it, it gives a deeper meaning to all of those types of care and love that you share with each other, and, yeah. and, you know, beyond that, it's, I can't help but keep using this metaphor, it's just that idea of getting closer and closer and closer and closer until it's like, you kind of are... One with that person's heart in so many ways because yeah. I do believe in this and I saw this quote the other day and I really agree with it I do believe in heart uh, telekinesis or sorry heart telepathy to where you are
0: was completely backwards heart <laughs> telekinesis, dude.
1: That's pretty good heart telekinesis <laughs> You're ripping their heart out <laughs> of their hands. That's brutal. No, heart telepathy. I believe Isn't in it? that where you're just so connected that, and you know, I've, I have this in certain relationships, friendships too.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: I have this with you, I have this with B, where <laughs> yeah, it's you like, just don't understand. you just know. Yeah. Even yeah. if we're not together, like, I just feel it, I just yeah. know. I want that on, and I think you get that in the context of this. One on one relationship that I think describing it's dangerous too though because I
2: also felt that and I think that was a lot of the reason why I was staying in my last relationship was because I mm. was really afraid to get into something new and then like have to start that all
0: over again yeah. with a new person. But exactly. all, it's not even that. It's well, it, I mean, it might be that for you, but for yeah. me, it was more. Who else has been around for as much of my life? Yeah, is going to just understand. Sure, where I've been. Yeah, and like we I learned right so
2: much
1: together. But I don't. We both saw each other yeah, learn so much together. I'll throw this on that thought. I don't think it's necessarily the time that makes it. No, it's the things that they've been around for. Yeah. But not even just that. It's that's the relationship, right? Yeah. You're around for things because you're relating to each other. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I think it's more. Um, and this is a crazy thought here. Just throwing this out here. Mm-hmm. Could it be that that's what it's intended to be? that one-on-one relationship that it's intended to be that kind of melding together of two hearts in that way and all of these experiences that lead us to think and I'm saying this from where I'm at at the end of my 20s having had all these relationships where I did put a lot into some of them
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and I think little by little was learning through those seasonal relationships how to love somebody Mm -hmm. and actually love them and not be selfish And now that I've reached this one where I touched on a piece of loving this person, you know, genuinely loving this person and wanting to do anything I could just to be there for them, to be touching them for them and to better them. Could it be that that's what it's intended to be? And again, back to the unwanted advice that I don't want to hear, that all of these things are preparing you. Not for the one true love, but for that time when you are mature enough, and you're capable enough. Because at 20, yeah, I fucking rushed into it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I rushed into it all. Mm -hmm. And I did have elements of what we're talking about, of this touching of the hearts like that. But there's no way I was ready for that there's no way I would know what to do with that and I didn't so it exploded and then the next one and then the next one and the next one each, way, each step along the way though I learned some things like I said with the one yeah. where I wrecked the person's heart through the mud I really learned what that looks like when you're not careful Yeah. but my thought is what, it, what could it be that that kind of connection is intended to be going to that deepest level In the end and that's when and that's when you've found the one as people say Mm. or or maybe that's when you do end up in that One season that is the rest of your life Yeah,
2: yeah, well, I think I don't know maybe I'm just getting stuck on the Like the things that you learn from one relationship that you take into another part of that but I feel like this last one was really crucial in order to, like, I think, I don't think my relationship with Zach that I have right now would be the same had I not gone through the things in my last relationship that I did, and learned how to communicate, and, like, learned the things that are important to get really caught up on, like, the red flags to notice, and like, the other things that, like, not that they're not as important, but, like, there are there are bigger things to focus on
1: I don't know where I'm going with that thought. No, you're saying you're detailing what I'm describing. Yeah. For sure. Where yeah. You're taking whether it's for yourself and then into the next relationship or it's just about well, even, even getting involved with somebody, you're taking what you yeah. learned from that experience. This is a
2: thought that I had earlier too. The whole reason, like we, you went through that whole week where you had to process things, and we were just talking about it over and over and over again, right? And just like each time we talked about it, we pulled new light out of it. And I think I don't think that I would have been able to even do that with you, and like have the. I never wanted to give you advice throughout that entire process. I just wanted to give perspective, because right. I think that's can be really crucial. Um, but even that, like, I don't think I would have been able to help you through that without the perspectives that I gained from my
1: experiences right, right. and all of that. Which is why we often ask advice I think of our contemporaries or elders who have been in relationships a so long time. Well, I think she's
0: getting that though, and this might just be me inferring with my own thoughts on top of it mm-hmm. I think it, I think saying that your relationships in the one-on-one context are only setting you up for relationships in other one-on-one contexts is, is too narrow of a scope mm-hmm. sure I think every interaction you have with everybody is setting you up to be better at interacting with everybody going mm-hmm. forward yeah. Um, and yeah maybe in like a, maybe if you're somebody who only has like emotional intimacy, In the context of a one-on-one monogamous relationship then like that's the only practice being emotionally intimate you're going to have yeah Mm -hmm. and that's that's where you're gonna get all that experience from
2: well because like even with you not to talk about your situation like I know exactly what you're going through but like I know we've talked about how you had to learn a lot about what it looked like to communicate what you were feeling and yeah even in your just like personal friendships Kind of understanding that intimacy Can span in friendships and not just like a one-on-one relationship and like how how to communicate Like I know you're sorry, I'm, walking, I'm talking in circles. Your biggest thing was that, like, you could kind of fly under the radar with how you were feeling unless someone, like, asked you about it. Like, you like when people ask you, mm-hmm. like, how are you? And then you open up about things because you don't like burdening people with yeah, a, yeah, what that's you're feeling. Thing, yeah, sure. yeah. I also can relate to that. Right. Um,
1: I
0: just blow down the door without... <laughs> yeah. which is nice because it, like, takes all the pressure off of <laughs> me to talk about anything. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that in your last relationship, all that you had to learn about being
0: more communicative? That's helped like me you, in, you my, can, in my friendships. Now. Yeah, in your friendships.
2: I, friendship I recognized that that's yeah. something
0: that I was lacking in a relationship. I wasn't able to bring that to the table. Yeah. Which didn't set my, my previous partner up for, like, success. Yeah. There's no way she could have understood how I was feeling because I wasn't communicating it.
1: Yeah. But that, again, and I'm not trying to kind of pigeonhole this experience that is only for taking forward into the relationship mm-hmm. you ultimately see yourself mm-hmm. really pursuing. No, it's all connected. Just makes you a better person overall. Mm-hmm. You're relating to people in any facet. I mean, mm-hmm. even my friendship with you has taught me better ways of communication that have helped me in my relationships, <laughs> my one-on-one relationships. Um, I'm going to call them that now. One-on-one one relationship. On one really.
2: We're in a one-on-one relationship.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and, <laughs> A romantic relationship. No. <laughs> I think what I'm saying is like... We're in a boy-girl relationship. Not that that's the only point, but that, but that that is an experience that really is... There's nothing else right. like that, obviously. But I'm saying because that was kind of the context of the episode is the one true love.
0: Can we answer the question?
1: I don't think there's one true love, but I think that there is one, and I'm speaking for me, Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. I think for me, there is one true relationship that I desire. Mm. Mm. And that's, there's one true partner that I desire. And that's one to share this freaking walk around this rock with.
2: Yeah. I mean, you may even find that that changes after you've had that, too. Who knows?
0: Life is an experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I think Bob Marley was right. One love. Oh, one heart. sure.
1: It is all from the same place, man. Let's get together. I feel alright. All right, that ends episode one point two. Bada boom. Let us know if you have something you want us to talk about that we're not talking about.
0: Something we're losing. Yeah, we'll talk it to death. What are you losing it over? We're saying alright. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Losing It. Uh, if you want more information, just go find us on Anchor or Spotify or wherever you listen to your
1: podcasts. Um, please remember to like, listen, and subscribe, and tell your friends. And tune in for our next episode.